Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See senior. The middle of the week already. You see how great these short weeks are, huh? Yo, we love should it. we should move the world toward a four day work week. So it always feels like this. Uh, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. To quote the great Ted Cruz, the time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears is over. Our general manager today, the federal deficit. Yeah. Appears to be double this year. It has dupled. Yipes. Yeah, I was reading about that over the weekend, and uh, one of the most interesting things to me is just how it has no effect on anybody. I mean, just no. I remember when he hit a trillion the first time. Everybody's like, oh my God, a trillion dollars in one year. Okay, big finish now. Big finish. Here we go. 
I'm actually old enough to remember we hit 400 million for the yearly uh, deficit one time, and it was just, oh my God. And then when we hit a trillion several years later, it was, this is just no way to run a country. Then I guess there's right. just, just fatigue over this or something, because I don't feel like the news of two trillion landed the way it should. But uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Unprecedented yes. in world history outside of uh, carrying this kind of debt yearly, outside of like a war or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's it's utterly, utterly unprecedented uh, in times of non-cataclysm or world war. And uh, and it's even unprecedented in most of those times to have the deficit run up like this. I mean, sailors drunk on leave in the midst of a coke binge are saying, dudes, you really ought to get your act together. It is can't last it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to react to it. it it's such a uh, I'm uh, I'm 55. I'm way overweight. I eat and drink too much. And I'm a, and then you have a heart attack. How did this happen? Yeah, it's just such a you know you know you know you know what the situation is. People have told you what the situation is. The doctor told you was it, but you just I don't know. Pretend it'll go away or ignore it or whatever. This is the way we do with the debt now. And and my favorite thing about this is I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. It was uh, one of my favorite thinkers, and I can't think of his name. It'll pop back into my head. Oh, you've all eleven. Uh uh, said, you know what's going to come out of this? It's not going to be some giant headline-grabbing crash. We're just going to be a suckier country for many, many decades. We're just going to grow a lot slower, and taxes will be higher, and we won't have the programs we used to have, and it'll just be suckier for a really long time, and people will just get used to it sucking. And it doesn't have to be that way, but... That'll, that's what it'll be. And that's scary. That's the scariest result of all to me. Well, if you don't uh, enjoy being scared, how about depressed? I <laughs> What I see is just a, a years, decades long pattern, as Levin is kind of describing, of consistently penalizing those who do the right things uh, in favor of those who don't. Um, confiscatory cat tax rates. Um, you know, crushing capital gains, uh, which is, you know, that's that's what happens when you invest in something and it grows and does well. You have capital gains, and that's why we have the standard of living really all over the world that we do. But it's going to be uh, choking the the makers and the achievers and the growers more and more and more uh, just to, to feed the ever-growing number of folks who aren't in that position, sometimes through no fault of their own. I mean... There are a lot of really dynamic people in your Frances and Britons who just, it's just too much of a slog. There are too many headwinds in a big bloated socialist uh, country to, to get anything done. And, and so a lot of people just think, to hell with it. You know, I'm going to go to the countryside, retire at 50 and, and sip a uh, fine Beaujolais. As usual, and uh, look at my American bulldog. Is that what the French are into? We like French do- dogs and they like American dogs. Do we do it? I didn't know Um, that. I don't know much that about French dog preferences. um, As usual, the household credit card analogy is pretty good on this. If you've ever rang up credit card debt, you just live a suckier life for a long time as you pay that off. You just don't have as much money. So when people want to go do something, you can't, (laughs) or or you can't buy this or you can't do that. You just 
you just just life isn't just as this is good because you got that credit card debt you got to pay off. That's what it's going to be like for the whole country for many many decades. So aren't you glad you turned in? Well, yeah. Not only did we overspend like lunatics, but uh, then the credit card companies said uh, called and said, "Hey, you know that seventeen percent interest rate? It's now a thirty. So anyway, deal oh, with it. Wow. Click. Yeah. And the payment just got vastly higher. Meanwhile, your uh, income gets cut at work, which is roughly the situation the U.S. is in. If you haven't been following this, tax revenues are way, way down this year for reasons that we could explain. Um, it's mostly capital gains are way down. Um, and the interest rates are way, way up. You know, my current worry is today is that they're going to bring the mask mandate back to my school. And I'm really going to be unhappy about that. Given yeah, the your communist enclave is going to be among the, the world leaders. Well, there's lots of places that have done it already around the country. That's right. I, that's right. In schools specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Colleges. All ages. And uh, despite the fact that we now know, I mean, there's info out there that the whole mask mandate thing doesn't really do anything for a variety nope. of reasons. The kind of masks we wear, how we wear them, all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, so boy. So Rand Paul came out strong yesterday on wanting some sort of legislation to keep mask mandates from schools. Um, J.D. Vance, who's a bit of a, a stunt character uh he wanted uh, a federal law no mask mandates of any kind i think that's the opposite of conservatism to tell local districts you can't have a mask mandate but certainly the opposite of federalism yeah a uh, federalism yeah um anyway but i i don't know if i'd have a problem with it for schools around kids but i don't know you know again it's your local make your local decisions i guess but god dang it i hope that doesn't come back for the children because it really doesn't work for kids and it just no, it's utterly useless. It's all negatives. On a on a population basis, there is no science that shows any significant uh, positive effect of, of mask mandates. On an individual basis, if you're vulnerable, etc., and you want to mask up, knock yourself out. That's fine, and that can actually help. And I realize it's a little counterintuitive, but on an individual basis, an N95 mask worn properly has some positive effect in preventing transmission. But to require everybody at the Home Depot to be wearing a mask is utterly without scientific basis. It is superstition. It is a quasi-religious exercise. I will not participate in it. Well, I was disappointed to see yesterday. So the president's wife has COVID. So he might have COVID, even though he's tested negative a couple of times. But so he's going to start wearing the mask again. And I saw some ceremony thing where he did the... It was just disappointing to see we're back there again. So he walked into the room and across the room with the mask on, and then he stood next to a bunch of people and took his mask off for the speaking part. Like there you go. So it's just a show. It's just a. So now I'm going to wear a mask from the door to the table at the restaurant, then take it off. We're going to go back to that again. I mean, how? Well, oh my God! I'm not here to impugn anybody's religion, but it is the wearing of the holy cloth. It is the donning of the yarmulke, if you will. It's it's entirely symbolic of your faith. And and feel free to practice your faith however you like. There it is in the First Amendment, loud and proud. But don't make me. Uh, we should start the show officially. We got the FCC up our hind ends. 
is unpleasant. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, September the 6th, the year 2023. We are taking up arms against a sea of troubles. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Yeah, I spent five years in an FCC prison in the 90s. That's where I got this homemade tattoo. Yeah, they make you do sports talk. Toughen me. You got to walk in, find the biggest, loudest DJ <laughs> in the exercise yard, and punch him right in the face. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Take away his headphones. <laughs> you don't want to know what they do if you miss a legal ID. Oh, 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 oh the memories. <laughs> All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to the FCC rules, regs, the show begins at Mark. Shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. The president was with the first lady yesterday. He will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. The good doctor, Dr. Jill, twice vaccinated, twice boosted, and has had COVID twice, and now has it again. Right. So the original, if you get the vaccination, you can't get COVID, is not true. You get a lesser version of COVID, they think. Less likely to die, but you still get it. Fine. Great. I I don't want to die, so I'm in favor of that. But uh, You're in favor of not dying. Most of the time I am. Sometimes it's bring it on. Bring it Tell on. Tell you what, uh, one thing remains true, and I'm going to repeat it till you all hate me. Th- those of you who don't already. <laughs> if you need a bat virus altered, call Dr. Fauci. He will get that function gained. Or, you know, however you would rearrange that <laughs> as a sentence. You will gain some damn function <laughs> oh, yeah. when you have your bat virus altered by Fauci's Wuhan Institute of Messing with Dangerous Viruses. Let's get some gained function up in here. That's what they're saying. Hell yeah, boy. (laughs) Oh, you got to laugh. Otherwise, you'd be uh, murderous, right? The only thing I could possibly want to talk about less than COVID being back is uh, impeachment. (laughs) But we have to. Oh, boy. Well, at least it's a different impeachment, right? (laughs) Uh, Is that going to happen? It's an impeachment variant. (laughs) Are you? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Are you for it or against it? It's kind of split in the Republican Party. You got some uh, big wheels in the Republican Party against it, some for it. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later, among other things. How does mailbag look today? Oh, it's good. Really strong. Mailbag. We're, uh, we, we got this thing going with my kids and I where we put the emphasis on the uh, the unusual syllable for comedic effect. Ah, yes. Was that Always s- amusing. Was that sarcasm? Yes, it was. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. Um, text line is 415-295-KFTC. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Got a couple of texts already from people whose schools have brought back masks already. Wow. Wow. I, don't know, what I know it's the post-truth world. I, I hadn't seen it coming that we're in the post-science world. Yeah. But everything is a cudgel to use to whack the other side upside the head. And the minute it's no longer useful for that, people forget all about it. They don't care. So much of what people claim to care about, they only care about because the other side thinks differently. That's called negative polarization. Thank you for that. Mailbag. Oh, wait. Stop. stop. It's the freedom-loving quote of the day. Woo-hoo. Forgot myself. Which reminds me, Jack, we were only 
degrees away from the moment you've been waiting for where Joe Biden just wanders off. (laughs) He did it like just before the end of a ceremony at the White House. There was plausible deniability that he thought, well, that was it, even though he's done this ceremony many times and there was more to it. But he just wandered off the stage and walked away. Again, it was near enough to to the end as plausible deniability. I've read about it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. He just gets done with one part, then just walks off the stage and up the aisle and into the White House. And everybody's (laughs) like, okay, uh, I guess we'll finish now. (laughs) Very strange. I wish I could do that at all events. Some days, yeah. Uh, Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. The great Thomas Sowell uh, interviewed by Peter Robinson on the Uncommon Knowledge podcast. Quote, with the government, you have surrogate decision makers, and they cannot possibly know as much as the individuals whose personal decisions have been preempted. That's right. You know, it's it's funny. That's just an extension of, you know, if, if your county should only do what your town can't do, your your state should only do what your county can't do, et cetera, et cetera. You know, your town uh, oughtn't do anything that you can do personally. So I thought that was good. Mailbag. First the fluff, then the stuff. Uh, We got a number of really interesting responses to our discussion of uh, kids and anxiety and free-range kids and and how to get them out of it. Article we discussed in, I think it was hour two of the show yesterday. Uh, If we can't squeeze them in now, maybe we can do them next segment. But first this, MJ writes, it's quite clear to me that Joe doesn't wear socks because he's part Neanderthal. Jack, on the other hand, is civilized. Wow. Well, man, first of all, that whole Neanderthals are more primitive and stupid. That's a myth, and it's racist against my people. One British idiot from the, what, the 1800s? Right. Saw the the bigger skulls of our people and posited that we were lunkheads. It's disgusting. I won't have it. Uh, let's see, moving along, this is from Rick. Since Jack is so enthusiastic about chat GPT, maybe you should look more into this story. Uh, and this is a post on, I believe, the Twitter machine. Uh, Life is extra surreal for French speakers right now because in French, phonetically, chat GPT sounds exactly like cat. I farted. Everywhere on TV. Oh, it's uh, uh, chat, uh, well, GPT. Cat, I farted. That's pretty Everywhere funny. on TV, in the news, people are going, Cat, I farted, over and over with a straight face. Uh, is Cat, I farted, going to steal your job? How are schools <laughs> dealing with Cat, I farted? <laughs> Lawyer caught using Cat, I farted. It's incredible. <laughs> what? That can't be true. Cat pervert. <laughs> that can't be true. I'm not a cat. <laughs> uh, huh. You know, that's the sort of thing that uh, makes me want to go on in life. Got some interesting thoughts on AI and chat GBT and how it relates to human beings and if it will become our new friends uh, that I learned yesterday. Stay tuned. We're discussing the bloated Navy yesterday that uh, is too bent on producing the big ships that powerful congressmen have made in their districts. More on that to come. Uh, Mendocino gentleman farmer writes, guys, not just the Navy. World War II, the U.S. had 16 men, million men under arms. The Army had seven four-star generals. Today, the U.S. has approximately 1.2 men and women under arms, and they have 44 four-star generals, most promoted far beyond their ability. I cannot vouch for that, but that's an interesting claim. It's probably like the great inflation and everything else. 
Jerry in Albany says, hey, here's a woke acronym. I think this is original. Jerry came up with this. Woke stands for weaponizing others' kindness and empathy. I'd have to think That's about pretty that. good, Jerry. Yeah, we'll have to uh, uh, contemplate that further. Yeah, much on the way. Is impeachment going to happen, among other things? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Look out. The computer issue grounding United Airlines flights for a time. The airline saying the software update was the cause of the widespread slowdown, saying it was not related to cybersecurity. United Airlines grounded all their flights for a while yesterday. I guess it wasn't a busy travel day, but uh, sucko. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope it wasn't some sort of Chinese test run. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the airlines are screwed up enough without. I, I, in fact, now that I think about it, Chairman Xi is probably thinking, one thing we don't need to mess with is the American <laughs> airline system. Right. I mean, it's already they've taken care of that themselves. Let's move along to the uh, the water systems, the water plants and that sort of thing, the power grid. So once again, uh, email from Jerry in Albany. His new acronym for woke is weaponizing others, kindness and empathy. I think that's really good because so much of the woke agenda appeals utterly dishonestly to your sense of morality. You don't want to be a racist. Therefore, you do what they tell you to do because they tell you by doing that you're not a racist anymore. In fact, you're an anti-racist. And indeed, if you do anything else, you are a racist or a transphobe. You don't want to be that, whatever that is. So, yeah, they weaponize others' kindness and empathy. Jerry, well played, sir. The Sage of Albany. Jerry. Moving along. Yesterday, I believe it was an hour two of the show. If somebody on our crack staff uh, knows better, please do correct me. Uh, we talked about uh, a piece, happened to be in the New York Times, but it was from a psychologist and an author. Uh, the gal who started the Free Range Kids Movement wrote a uh, a book by the same title talking about anxiety in children and how their method has been shown by a study, admittedly a small study, but it's so intuitively true, I, I believe it, uh, to be more effective than drugs and counseling in, in lowering anxiety among kids. Um, although I think there was a counseling component along with it, which I think is good, but it was assigning kids and parents in effect too, something your kid feels ready to do, but has never done before. Go to the grocery store on their own to get milk for the family. Run an errand for mom. Walk their little brother to the bus stop. Something they've never done before, let them do it on their own and find another one tomorrow or the day after and do 10, 12 of those. Let them take on new challenges solo. And they don't have to be, you know, fight an alligator or, or you know, go into gangland and, and, and sport the other colors of the other gang or whatever. No, it's tasks that you and I and everybody grew up doing all the time that our snowplowish society is eliminated because the reason kids have anxiety is they haven't overcome uncertainty over and over and over again. Because that that's what leads to confidence. Create a diversion so daddy can walk out of this restaurant. That's not that sort of thing. 
No, no. Uh, and so uh, we've got that posted at armstrongandgetty.com under yesterday's hot links. I wonder if there's some way we can post it really prominently so people can find it, kind of feature it. We'll work on that. Uh, it's it's terrific, and if you're a parent or a teacher, it's worth reading. So anyway, we got a fair amount of uh, feedback via the email. Um, uh, Megan writes, guys, thanks so much for sharing that article on giving kids independence. It's brilliant and have been sharing it with therapists to get the word out. What a breath of fresh air. I'm not sure what uh, Megan's uh, living is, but uh, she hints that it's something in that field. Mm-hmm. Uh, got this. Um, we'll just we'll call him Al Anonymous. I'm an assistant scoutmaster for my son's Boy Scout troop. When I became assistant scoutmaster, started going on campouts with the troop, I was shocked by how many of the scouts had never spent a night away from their parents. 13- and 14-year-old boys that had never had a sleepover at a friend's house. When at camp, they inevitably uh, they were inevitably unprepared because their moms packed their gear for them. They don't know what they have in their packs. Our, troop, our troop is scout-led. This means the scouts are in charge of decision-making within the troop. The older scouts mentor the younger scouts. Adult leadership is there to advise as little as possible. And in case of an emergency, uh, we're there. Young scouts entering the troop are, to a scout, frustrated by this structure as they have never been allowed to make even minor decisions for themselves. I find myself teaching our young scouts how to think through basic decision-making more than I teach them knots or fire building. Troubling. That's really interesting. And then that thing you read yesterday about uh, after having implemented this program for a while, they the person had less kids sticking their feet out, as in, will you tie my shoe for me? Yeah, yeah, an elementary school teacher was wow. talking about that. And, and, and again, this method showed much better results than giving the kids drugs. And then this uh, from Emily in San Diego. Uh, the letting grow approach to parenting. That's what it's called, letting grow. Um, I work in higher education at a small private religious university, so if you want an environment that was about as nurturing as safe as home, you'll find it here. However, in my six years of working with students and parents, the number of students leaving after just a few weeks due to anxiety or stress or roommate issues is astounding. Mm. Parents want to do everything for their students to keep them from being stressed out. And this can include everything from registering them for classes or changing their meal plan to asking if they can stay in the dorm with their students for the first few weeks. Yes, that was an actual oh, request. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mommy needs to come to school, oh. college with the kid for a couple of months. You're going to have a hard time getting laid with your mom Ugh. having to stay with you. Because wow. you can't handle being in the dorm by yourself. <laughs> I appreciate the humor, but good Lord, that is tragic. And their their little darling might get stressed out if they have to register for classes themselves or change their meal plan or something, so I'll take care of it. Good Lord. Going to college is a big step in someone's life, writes Emily. Regardless of how sheltered they were prior, it is usually their first time navigating all aspects of life on their own. Things like time management, sleeping, eating patterns, social activities, etc. It's a big step and a good step for spreading wings and finding your way. Yeah. But now we see students coming to college completely unprepared to do anything on their own, let alone find their wings. Sure. The wings are back at home, locked up, safe and sound. Sure, it's a big step to go from living at home to living <laughs> not at home, but it shouldn't be that big a step. That is shocking. She writes, allowing risk can only lead to growth. Let your kids do hard and scary things. Let them fail and find a new route if needed. Stop putting bumpers on everything they may encounter. Thanks, Emily. Great to know. Yes, Michael. I got to say something here. When I was 19, 20, I wanted to get away from my parents. I don't understand, do these kids want to stay with their parents yeah. or 
It, that's a good question. Is it dri- how much of it is driven by the kids and how much of it is driven by the parents? Are the parents the ones with the anxiety about their 18-year-old alone in a dorm room without them to take care of them? Oh, yeah, that's exactly the same parental anxiety that led them to not let their 12-year-old walk to the park alone, for yeah. instance. And I'd go to your dorm room and put those little plastic things in all the outlets so you don't stick your fingers in there. Or you can't ever have a sleepover because somebody might be a rapist. Or on the other end of it, parents who are very hesitant to do that because they're afraid, you know, if if the other, the little, uh, you know, snowplowed kid comes over and encounters something they're not used to, they'll go crazy and the parents will be angry and they'll get sued or whatever. I mean, we are a paranoid society. So, There's just no arguing. That. Yeah, so the, I, uh, I believe this 1,000%. I don't uh, deny any of this is happening. But at the same time, there is something medical going on you know, with anxiety, autism, all these different things that wasn't before for something environmental. So I wonder how in the world we figure out which is which and to what level what, what is what and all that. That's going to be hard. I think you're right, and it's a good point, as I always say. There are very few things that are explained by one thing. It could be something environmental and the snowplow parenting thing. Um, at the same time, though, we can cure part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, if microplastics are getting into kids' brain pans, I don't know what to do about that in the short term. Oh, I hadn't heard that theory. <laughs> microplastics in the brain pans, you say? <laughs> I don't even know. It. I don't even know what a brain pan is. I just think it's a funny uh, ask, expression I heard as a kid. I'll ask my doctor about that the next time I take Henry in for a physical. Think there's any think, microplastics in his brain pan? <laughs> I, I actually believe microplastics, and oh, there's yeah. something oh, yeah. even smaller, that, or, you know, anyway, plastics in our bloodstreams and hormones, and yep. that, I, I have yep. a feeling screwing us up. Yep. But the part we can deal with is letting the kids try, letting them have adventures. Give them parameters, but trust them. So I was good gracious. Don't raise a veal calf. Raise a a, a a courageous adventurer of a child. And the beautiful thing, because I raised three kids, and they were very different in terms of their capacity for risk. Just inborn, they will tell you which risks they're willing to take. Let them take them. So I was thinking about this quote. Is this the quote we had from Richard Feynman last week for the quote of the day? I know we had a Feynman quote, but. The first principle is that you must not fool yourself, and you are the easiest person to fool. I don't think it was a different Feynman quote, but I love that one. That is a good one. And I was just thinking about that in terms of the parents. I mean, I haven't done that, and I'm not going to do that. But God, I hope I don't ever get off that track that far, fooling myself, that it somehow makes any sense whatsoever to accompany your kid to their freshman year of college and hang out in their dorm. Oh, my God. That's wow. such an interesting psychological syndrome, too, because there's there's a certain amount of selfishness to it, I think, and misguided affection. The whole, uh, you know, I've always summarized it by my kid is struggling. I am going to be kind by doing their homework for them. Right. That's the opposite of kindness. Um, it's kindness to you. It lowers your discomfort. That's why parents do that. I know because I've had the impulse. I'm suffering because my child is struggling. I want to end my suffering by ending their struggling. Be honest. I remember when we were hearing from uh, teachers, college teachers, that the parents would call and like intervene in a, 
a grade or something like that. And that was a new phenomenon. Parents didn't used to call in college right. to say, how come, you know, Johnny got a, I guess it was to be Brandon or Madison. I, why did Brandon or Madison get a, a, a B? Because <laughs> you have to get all A's. Why did they get a B in English? Your par- Brandon's your a dope, man. <laughs> Ma'am, your, your son is a dope. If you were in class here and that's not an invitation, you would realize it. He's a half-wit at best. Thanks for calling. Click. <laughs> wow. That's some tough love right there. A little tough. That's you damn straight it's tough love. You damn straight it is. That's what the world needs is a little tough. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. I'm on a new course of powerful steroids. Uh, to deal with my uh, my sciatica thing, mm. and I was afraid the roid rage might come <laughs> up, and I just I don't know what we're yelling about. I I apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep it under wraps, but you know th- there are some days though. It's just kind of a slack outfit. All right, you gotta put your nose to the grindstone. You gotta focus. We need a little more discipline in around here. It's gotta be a little less Mr. Rogers and a little more Mr. Pregosian. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Bring it out the sledgehammer. That's All right. A, it's a good one. Less Mr. What? Rogers, more Mr. Pregosian. When you wow. hear this song, you're gonna know you're in trouble. Play the song, Michael. Play the song. Oh, oh wow. That's right. That's right. All right. <laughs> Roid rage. Now I've made myself sweat. <laughs> you have cry. But you are swole. Man, you got that big neck thing going. Oh, yeah. I did like uh, 50 reps of uh, chest curls, uh, legs, everything before I came in in the morning. Yeah. So, hey, speaking of sports, the big necked are going to come out Thursday night. The NFL starts up. Oh, the big the naked. I thought you meant like naked. Necked. Naked? But anyway. <laughs> The best Thursday of the year is coming up. It's all about the NFL opening night. Football is back in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up with can't-miss offers to celebrate. Yes, steroid behemoths like Joe Getty smashing into each other, and you can bet on it. Uh, Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with the game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Don't wait till kickoff to get down with it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Armstrong and Getty. Uh, spell it out, A-N-D, not the ampersand, Armstrong and Getty. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. Let's go to Armstrong and Getty only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility, and deposit restrictions apply. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think impeachment is likely to happen. And uh, do we think it's a good idea or not? We can go through the pros and cons of that maybe an hour or two. Is this a rerun? <laughs> I, yeah, no kidding. I uh, also want to tell the story about uh, I went I went to an open house because I'm looking to buy a house and I found the real estate agent so annoying. 
so awful. If they could have dropped the price by 10%, I still would have left. Wow. (laughs) I don't know. Probably in the wrong business, huh? I don't know. Or it works on some people. I don't know. Anyway. Who's reporting what? Around the globe. It's the lead story with Katie Green. Katie, talk to us. Well, from the New York Post, Biden blasted for walking out before the end of Medal of Honor ceremony and a quote, lack of respect. Well, I, I should watch the video. I haven't seen it. It's so bad. I don't, you know, there's not much to see, honestly. It's an old man walking downstairs and out of a room. The only notable part is everybody's looking around like, where the hell's he going? Because the ceremony isn't over. So they finished without him. Mm. From the Washington Times, more emails show Hunter Biden's involvement in White House affairs while father was vice president. Yeah, there are more than a thousand emails, I guess, back and forth from the pseudonyms to Hunter's company. I have some info on the pseudonyms and why some people use them. Doesn't necessarily explain this. Back to the wandering off. That's that's what would be uh, the, the killer if he does that in a debate. One of your presidential debates, you just got the two <laughs> candidates up there, him and Trump. Like, after the third question, he just walks away. Which way do I go? Is he here? All right. And he Jackie, just walks off where, the set. Mr. President, Jackie. where are you going? Jackie, are you here, Jackie? <laughs> Jill, where do I go, Jill? <laughs> From the Wall Street Journal. China bans iPhone use for government officials at work. Because? Do we know why? This is their attempt to reduce reliance on overseas technology. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a tit-for-tat as well with some of the uh, bands of Huawei and, and, and the uh, coming band, perhaps, of TikTok. Um, it's coming, though, isn't it? Don't you think it's coming? Don't you think it's inevitable? They won't be using American products. We won't be using Chinese products. Especially in government work. Yeah, I think there's a decent chance of that. From News Nation, automakers under fire for selling driver data. All 25 hmm. major car brands received a failing grade for consumer privacy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, on my car, I always quickly don't use my analytics. I don't need you to analyze all my stuff, but I always assume they're doing it anyway. That's probably what this is about. From ABC News, Trump was warned FBI could raid Mar-a-Lago as team feared he'd go ballistic, complying with subpoena. Hmm. Have we heard any guesstimate of when that trial might start? It's mm. all guesses anyway. Yeah. It's exhausting. I'm exhausted. From NBC News, all signs point to a rise in COVID. Yeah. All right. There it comes. California Globe, largest U.S. insurance companies now claim climate change is behind ending coverage. Well, it's it's, it's excellent cover. Uh, If you claim that, you will get no pushback nor difficult questions from the vast majority of the media. Oh, because people just say, oh, climate change, yeah. Climate change, right. They see more evidence that I'm right, more evidence. They won't push back at all. And from the Babylon Bee, no one notices as Mitch McConnell is replaced by a cardboard cutout. Oh, harsh criticism of the old man from Kentucky. Yeah, so I heard yesterday from somebody in the know that uh, uh, a couple of your big-name senators kind of took over his job back when he had his last mental episode and have been doing it since and will continue doing it. So he needs to go out there and make the statements and whatnot, but he's not doing a lot of the mental heavy lifting at this point. 
I'll bet he retires from leadership pretty soon. More on the way. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.